Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Love Monday podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me again today. It's Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Hopefully you're listening to this on Monday, because if you are, it means you probably subscribed to it. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe so you can just get this delivered to you every Monday morning. Hey, I want to start today with a question. Do you still have student loan debt? If you're all paid off, how many thousands of dollars did you spend on your education? All that money, and yet you still hate Monday. That's like buying a timeshare in Antarctica. Even if it's beachfront property, it's Antarctica. You did the thing, you got the education, but now it still feels like a misspelled tattoo because you've invested a lot of money and time into something that just feels wrong to you. You're just stuck with it, right? How did this happen? Well, you bought into the myth that education was all you needed and that that was going to be the thing that would be your golden ticket to the chocolate factory. You, you bought into this myth and it's not, it hasn't worked out for you, that, that that education was going to get you what you needed. Okay, so let's say you didn't go to college and you don't have student loan debt. Or maybe you went to college and you paid it off or whatever. But whichever the case is, let's say you took a job years ago and you're still doing the same work that you didn't like when you took that job, but you kept investing more and more time and getting more training and getting deeper entwined. You also have a misspelled tattoo. <laughs> so and that's what I mean. You've invested a lot. You've got something now that you feel like you're stuck with. It's a tattoo. It's on you and you can't do anything about it. So how did this happen? For both scenarios, either you went to college and you got all this debt and investment and you, you hate Monday, or you didn't go to college and you've got all this debt and time investment, if not money investment, and you still hate Monday. So how did this happen? You didn't do your due diligence. You didn't do all the checks and verifications you needed to know if that investment was going to be a good one for you. So what do you do now? What do you do now if you hate Monday and you feel like I am too far down the the railroad track here, and I can't get off the track. I got to stay on this. So why do you believe that, first of all? Why do you believe you have to stay on this track that's heading off a cliff? Or maybe just heading to boring land for, for the next 20, 30, 40 years? So what do you do? You do your due diligence now. That's what you do. I'm coaching someone right now who is unemployed. She's looking for the same role. She's had most of her career, but it and but she's just had it at different companies. So I asked her what excites her about this work. And she said, well, nothing excites me about my work, but I need a job and I need it now. And this is the work I know how to do. So that's why I'm applying for this role. And I was like, so then I just asked some more questions. So I said, so nothing excites you about your work. You're basically burned out on it. And you're going to go get another job doing it and just keep on doing it. Did I get that right? And she said, yes, because I need a job and I need it now. So I asked how the interview process is going for her. And she told me it's not going well. I asked why it's not going well. And she told me because I'm having a difficult time even finding jobs in my field 
right now. You see, I've been doing this job in this field and people have been do, have been kind of letting me do it, but others in this field have a degree in the field. And so I'm competing for a few jobs against people who are better qualified because they have more education. Okay, first of all, they're not better qualified than you. They might have more specialized education, but being qualified is, is about being able to do the work well, regardless of your education. Education isn't the golden ticket you, to, you were told it was. But that's beside the point because you don't want this, you don't want to do this work anyway, even if you get the job in the field, right? Right, she said, but I need a job and I need it now. That's really not the best approach. So, so, if you, so then I went on. If you need to get a job and you get one, but you don't really like the job, it solves some of your problems. You, you, I mean, you get a job and you have money to solve your most pressing problems like paying rent and buying food and staying warm and dry, all of those things. But after that, you're going to still be hating Monday. Right, but I've always hated Monday, was her response. Okay, full stop right there, my friends. If you hate Monday, and you're going to go ahead and keep hating Monday because your parents or your siblings or your friends or your coworkers all hate Monday because that's just the nature of Monday, and everybody hates work and I hate Monday, right? As my dad would say, it ain't right, but it's true. But it's not true. It ain't right and it ain't true in this case. Here's another, here's another story I'm going to tell you. This morning I was having pancakes with someone because I make the world's best pancakes. You'll have to try them sometimes. Um, I, was, I was asking how his job was going because he recently started a new job. It's going okay, he said, but I'm not making as much money because I'm not working as many days. The truth is I'm tired of doing what I'm doing, but nobody will hire me to do anything else. I've tried and I can't seem to break into another field. So I'm not exactly motivated to do more work in this field because I kind of hate it every day. He then told me what he hates about it. it. Turns out he's been stuck with the horrible boss's mistake perpetually since he entered the field he's in. By way of reminder, the horrible boss's mistake is having a horrible boss and keeping them. Some of us don't choose a horrible boss. We just get them inflicted on us after we've got the job. But some of us do choose a horrible boss. And the reason is we didn't do the due diligence. We didn't do the due diligence when we were in the interview process. Because in the interview process is when you can 100% detect if you're going to have a horrible boss. You can. And I have a blog out there on lovemondaylikefriday.com called I Wish I Could Ask the Boss About the Boss. It's got 12 questions in that article, that you can use to detect a horrible boss. And you won't need to ask all 12 questions unless you're having success with these questions and you're finding this boss is giving you good answers. Then I would suggest you go through all 12 questions. But you're going to know within the first two or three if you've got a horrible boss and you can not ask the rest of the questions. Anyway, my pancake friend this morning has been in an industry where bosses are notoriously horrible. I'm not going to go into the details of what the industry is, but his latest complaint, and, and he really has, because I've followed his career, and, and he's had horrible bosses. Well, he's, they're not all horrible, but none of them were good. 
since he started this career. He's been, he's had the opportunity to be the boss sometimes, and he's actually quite good at it. Uh, but he keeps getting into places where he's not the boss. And his latest complaint is that everybody wants to be the boss. So they just start taking over and bossing everybody else around, even though they have no authority to do so. Okay, but they are not the boss. Let's be clear on this. The problem in this situation is that the real boss is a horrible boss because they're doing a horrible job at being the boss. They've just abdicated the job to the collective group by slacking. And so, so others are, they're, they're taking that, they're, that role. They're sweeping in. They're filling the void because the, this void of leadership. And none of them know what the heck they're doing. They're just taken over because the boss has abdicated his duty. So again, my pancake companion is feeling burned out because he keeps making the horrible boss's mistake. To his credit, he's never had a good boss in all the years in this industry, like I mentioned earlier. It is notoriously bad, this industry. But in any field and any company in any field, if you're the person in charge of hiring a manager, you're better off choosing a manager with no experience in the business or in that field, but who has leadership talent and or experience rather than someone with field experience who can't lead. This is true always and without exception. I'm telling you, it is true. So what I'm saying there, just to, to kind of rephrase that, because that was a lot of words, you're better off, if, if, you're, if you're the person in charge of hiring a manager in your organization, you're better off choosing somebody who doesn't know your industry and bringing them in from the outside if they are a leader, because they're going to be a better leader than somebody in your industry or in your company who has no leadership skill or talent. You just will be better off. And I've been saying this for years. And I've actually, I was speaking at an event once where I, I mentioned this. It was in front of a bunch of uh, HR people. And I, I got kind of a standing ovation <laughs> when I said that. So it resonates with people. But I've been saying this for years. And then there's always somebody who gives me an example of a specialized career that they swear you have to have someone who's an expert in doing the work for them to be an effective manager. And it just is not true. It isn't true at all. I mean, what? Somebody can't learn enough to get by if they're a great leader? If they've been able to be a great leader, you think they're not going to be smart enough to, to learn enough about your industry to get by? Of course they can. It's not brain surgery. Whatever you're doing, it's not brain surgery. Well, unless it's brain surgery. But even if it's brain surgery, I promise you there's somebody better at running the hospital out there than even the most gifted brain surgeon in the entire world. For sure. That's why they're the brain surgeon and not the hospital runner. Because that's what they do best. Brain surgery. If they were better at being the boss of the hospital, they wouldn't have gone into brain surgery. The bottom line is you can't be best at two things. You're going to be best at one thing. Now, you can be incredibly good at many different types of that same work, but you're not going to be best at brain surgery and best at hospital administration. You might be best at brain surgery and then something else that's related to brain surgery, but you're not going to... We're talking about different skill sets, different talent sets, different disciplines completely. So that's what my pancake 
companion, my pancake buddy, was he, he's suffering with because in his industry, they, they keep choosing people from the industry to be the boss rather than somebody who doesn't know anything about the industry but has great leadership skills. And so that's what he's suffering with right now. So trying to be the best at two things, this is also the Michael Jordan mistake. So if you listen to me, if you follow me, you know that I talk about these four mistakes that make people hate Monday. This is the Michael Jordan mistake, trying to be good at everything. I mean, it's like, it's like that. So let's think of Michael Jordan, you know? I, oh yeah, Michael, you want to be really great at everything? You're going to go play baseball and you're going to, so if you're going to do that, are you going to go win two, three Pete world series? You going to do that, Michael, like you did for basketball? You're going to go win two, three Pete world series? No, you're probably not because no one has ever done that in baseball. No one. The New York Yankees did it. They have three three peats. They have two three peats in their history, but one was 1938 and the other one was the year 2000. It wasn't the same team. So nobody's done that in baseball. So Michael, do you think since you're best at basketball, you're going to be best at baseball and be able to win and will your team to two three peats? No. So go back to my basketball, Michael, which is what he did. Hey, do you know what you do best? Steve Jobs said the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know it when you find it. If you need help figuring out what you love to do so that you can do more of it, it's time you went to lovemondaylikefriday.com and sign up for the basic membership. For just $9 a month, you'll get unlimited access to all courses and content. In the basic membership, there's a course called That Thing You Rocked. This course will walk you step-by-step how to figure out what you love to do so that you can also do your best work and stop hating Monday. And for listening today, there's a coupon code in today's show notes that will get you one month free and you can cancel at any time. Just check out the show notes for this podcast, get your coupon code, sign up for your free one month membership today. And okay, so so I have digressed on this, but I'm trying to make the point that if you have a situation like that where you're in, you're hating Monday because you got a horrible boss, or you're hating Monday because you're you're in a role that you're trying to be something you're not, you're going to struggle. You're going to always struggle. So, okay, so I have digressed. Let's get back to our purpose, back to the case of hating Monday and recap our our purpose here. So we hate Monday because we hate our job, right? I mean, that's the reason everybody hates Monday. Maybe you don't hate. I mean, hate's a strong word. I'm trying to elicit some responses here. Maybe you strongly dislike your job and you strongly dislike Monday because you strongly dislike your job. And why? Because we didn't do our due diligence back when we took the job or when we got our degree in that field. Or if we did do the due diligence and the job changed on us, that could be possible too. But however it happened, we still hate Monday today. And that is what needs to change. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a little exercise to do. I'm going to give you the, uh, the, the five whys analysis. Um, when you're trying to get to the root cause of a problem, whatever you're doing, whatever the field is, whatever the problem is, if you can ask five whys, 
when you ask why, you, you, know, you define the problem and ask why five times. And you typically get to the root cause within five whys. Now, it might be six or seven sometimes. It might be three. But usually within five whys on average, you're going to get to the root of your problem. And then once you get to the root of the problem, you can solve the problem unless you're scared to solve the problem. So getting back to what we're talking about, if you're stuck in a sucky Monday cycle, meaning every Sunday sucks because every Monday sucks, then here's what you need to do. Define the problem and ask why five times. So let's just take a simple one. The problem is I get the Sunday scaries and it's ruining my weekend. Why do you get the Sunday scaries? Well, because I hate Monday. And why do you hate Monday? Because a lot of my work bores me. And why does a lot of your work bore you? Because there are tasks that I'm simply just not good at doing, quite honestly. So why do you keep doing those tasks? Because it's the job and I have to do my job or I'll get fired. And why do you, why do you, why do you have to do all those boring things? I'm going to ask you one more time. Because I'm trying to compete for a promotion against somebody else who also wants that promotion. So you got a couple of things there. Um, I got to do the job or I'm going to get fired and, and, or, um, I'm trying to compete for a promotion and other people are competing too. So I have to do all the boring work. So again, you're like Michael Jordan. You're trying to be good at everything. You're an amazing basketball player, but now you're going to go play baseball. And now you find out you hate baseball. That's, here's a good idea. Stop playing baseball. Stop doing the things you're not good at doing. Now you can't just stop. But you can, once you know that you hate doing these things, it's probably because they do not call upon any talents you have. That's typically why we hate things and why we're no good at doing them is because we aren't able to use our talents in doing that. That's, that's, one, that's a, a scenario where you're going to ask five whys and get to the bottom of it. And when you get to the bottom of, you know, it's either that um, I'm trying to go for a promotion or I'm just not good at doing the work then you can have conversations with your boss to talk about that. Can you get better at it? Can you get somebody else to, to do this work? And I can take something else on that I am good at doing. What are the things that energize you? You can do all of those things. So maybe you hate Monday for a different reason. So let's do it again. Why do you hate Monday? I hate Monday because I hate the work I'm doing. Why do you hate the work you're doing? Because it drains my energy and it's boring. Why do you keep doing boring work? Because I have to keep this job. And why do you have to keep this job? Because it's what my dad did and he'd be disappointed if I did something else and, and I don't want to have to have that conversation with him. Oh, okay, so your work is boring because you're not really talented for it or it's not calling upon your talents anyway. And so it, it's draining your energy. You're making the Bruce Jenner mistake, trying to be something you're not and thinking that if you just do it long enough, you'll be that thing that you're not. You'll become that thing that you're not. So I'll ask you this. How, how's, how's it gotten better so far? If you're in that scenario where you're trying to be something you're not, where you, you've taken a job based on the advice of somebody else um, and, and it's not really you, and how long have you been doing it? And has it gotten better or has it gotten more intolerable? It probably hasn't gotten better at all. Then stop doing some, trying to be something you're not. Go tell your dad and just what you just told me. He's probably going to understand. 
you just probably haven't had that conversation. So those are a couple of examples where you're trying to be good at everything because you're competing or trying to just keep your job. Um, and so you're avoiding some tough conversations or you're stuck in a job that you're just bores you because you're, it's, it's not you and you're trying to be something you're not. And again, you're avoiding a hard conversation with somebody who you feel like you need permission to change for, for, for whatever reason. So what I want you to do now, I want you to do that, that same thing is think about why you're struggling in your career right now. Think about why you hate Monday to make it as simple as possible. And then define that problem, define the problem. And maybe the problem is I hate Monday. So then ask yourself why five times. And now what I want you to do is I want you to go back and listen to the episode. What is driving your career from March the 6th? That's going to give you instructions on how to identify what your true drivers of your career are. I go through this process with people all the time in coaching and what they find is that they go from a very tightly defined swim lane that they're in of one thing they think they're good at doing to a whole ocean, converting from a swim lane to a whole ocean of what they really are good at doing. Because that swim lane typically, if they're hitting Monday, they think they're good at doing that, but they're really not. And so if you go back through that and figure out what drives your career. And then I want you to also look at the thing you rocked. And so you can find resources and video instruction on how to do both of these things out on lovemondaylikefriday.com. And I want you to check that out too. It's a membership site, lovemondaylikefriday.com, but you can cancel anytime. So go out and do these exercises. And if you feel like it's not bringing you value, go ahead and cancel. I want to help you out but I think you're going to find it brings you value and I'm going to be putting new content or I do put new content out there every single month. So if you cancel, you're going to miss out on some of that. So if you hate Monday, there's just a high possibility that the job that you're doing is not requiring any of your talents. So if you can kind of go through these exercises, it's going to help you. So let me go back now, just in conclusion to the rest of the story. The rest of the story of the, of the lady I was coaching last night. During that session, we discovered that the roles she has been applying for do not drive her career in any way because I went through the career driver's activity with her. Those roles aren't even what she has any talent at doing at all. We found that she's, what we actually did find is that she's a very gifted project manager and that's what she's been doing her whole career. On those days that she rocked something, she's been a project manager. So she's really good at that. And do you know how many project manager roles she's applied for since she's been unemployed? Exactly zero. But this really opened up the world for her. And, and, and I assured her that now that she knows what she's looking for, she'll find exactly that. And she's within weeks, not months of finding it. And how do I know this? Because it happens every single time. In 100% of cases that I've coached people, once they discover that thing they rock and they find they've been hating Monday because they don't get to do things they rock anymore, they find a new opportunity, a new job, sometimes in the same company, sometimes in a different company, but they stop hating Monday. In 100% of cases that I've coached, that's what's happened. Again, back to the story of the lady I was coaching last night. I got a text from her today. 
again, we, we sat and we discovered all of this stuff just last night. And the text said, I'll start by telling you I slept for 12 hours last night. I haven't slept for more than five consecutive hours in months. She attributes this to having a renewed hope and a realization that she doesn't have to settle anymore. She doesn't have to go to these horrible job interviews for horrible jobs that she's overqualified for and, well, actually not qualified for because she's applying for things to which she has, for which she has no talent. But now that she knows what she's looking for, she's, she's very close to finding it. I know she is because, again, in all the cases where I've coached somebody through this process, they find that. Hey, do you hate Monday? Do you want help to stop hating Monday? If you need coaching, real effective one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, the guy who started the Love Monday movement, I have some open spots. Go to lovemondaylikefriday.com. Go to the Monday store page for more details. Hey, when are you going to start loving Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason? It's time. If you're in this, in this situation, you can get that coaching. You can get the coaching from me or get it from someone who knows this stuff. I know this stuff. I'm happy to coach you. But if you're not ready to invest in coaching, you can get the materials you need to, to do a DIY project on yourself. Um, out on lovemondaylikefriday.com. Sign up for the basic membership and all of the stuff you need to do this is there. So my final question to you today is how long you're going to keep hating Monday. I'm going to leave you with that, my friends. With that, please subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't done that, it really helps me out. And I would love to be able to help you love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason. Take care. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody.